and welcome back to another exciting episode of Do The Woo, episode number 164. And today we have a pretty fun and special episode, don't we, Bob? We have we have some big stuff to talk about. Yeah, we do. It's um, It's been an interesting and fun three months for me. And uh, I can't believe, you know, sometimes it seems like this day would never come. But then it's like, wow, you know, it, it's finally here and, and it happened. And I thought... What better way to do this uh, for anybody listening? If you haven't been on the site, we have officially launched the new redesign and the rebrand. You don't have many opportunities, I think, to have one of the key players that was working on your site to come on your podcast. And first of all, she's very brave to have done that. Christina Workman, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, thanks, Bob, and it is an honor to be here. <laughs> it's great to meet you, Christina. Yeah, yeah Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure. So if you're not familiar, Chris- Christina works um, at Web Dev Studios with myself and a number of others, so uh, we do know each other. <laughs> we work together every day. <laughs> well, I want to give everybody a little backstory here, and then I want to get into the conversation with Christina just uh, you know. A lot of the stuff was going on because this was a first experience for me. I, you know, I think my first site in HTMLs was in the late nineties or something like that. And I won't even go there with the flash and the weird things that were going on at that point in time, but I have never hired somebody to do a site for myself. So seeing that, you know, I've been in business for quite a long time when it came to the point that I had the luxury of hiring an agency to do the new redesign, I was kind of stuck first because I thought, first of all, I know a billion people in this space. So where do I start? And of course, Web Dev Studios came to mind as one of the top ones because there were several reasons. I mean, the reputation, the you know, they have a stellar reputation online. Uh, I know Brad has been with Do The Woo since episode five. And there were just a lot of things in place. So as I looked around. Go on, Bob. Go on. This is my favorite part. Yeah. 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 (laughs) This is the favorite part. (laughs) And he's such a good looking guy. You know, that's um, the other thing. You know, I mean, hey, yeah. There we go. All right. Great boss, too. Great boss. Yeah. Good, good call there. (laughs) Yeah. That's my favorite episode we've ever done. But seriously, it was. It was weird because I thought I didn't know what to expect. And I actually had reached out to Brad, even I think before this and said, you know, Brad, I might talk to you about this because I'm going to have to hire somebody and I don't know what to look for, who to ask. And of course, he made that quite easy at a point where I approached him. And I think one of the biggest things were and we will get into this conversation more because I don't want to just talk on and on about this, but. I had this in my mind that I've been building my sites. It's easy, you know, WordPress. If you're out there, you know, I'm not a developer. I grab a theme. I do, you know, whatever settings it has. I can put a site in. I always seem to use black and white and grays. Bob WP was a brand. And I thought, you know, I got to build something for the Do The Woo community. This is no longer Bob WP. And it's got to be something special. And I can't do it. And with a background in design, I was, you know, I I had no qualms about letting go of 
the control. I, I needed advice. I needed guidance. And it wasn't something that I knew in myself that it wouldn't be like, okay, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Why don't you do this? This is what I've always done. It's I had to sit back and it was really easy for me to do. And maybe it's at this stage and with this site to just say, help me. You know, I have no idea what I want. You know, I have this community and the other, the only other advantage of hiring any agency really was, I thought I am asking them to do a site that would typically appeal to the people that would be working on the site builders. So they can kind of keep that in mind, you know, when they're doing it. So with that said, Christina, yeah, you survived it, which is great. It's, it's out there. It's in the wild. We've gotten a lot of great feedback. I don't even know where to begin with this. The, the process I find that web dev was, I, I guess I, uh, the fact that, you know, again, I've own, always done my own stuff. I've always been by myself. So streamlined and coordinated. Well, that's great to hear. That's what we aim for. And everything was just like, I felt like nothing was ever out of control. It was like, and I'm not saying this just because Brad's here. Well, I'm saying that because Brad's here, but I'm not saying it literally because Brad is here. I'm saying it because it was an experience that was like, wow, you know, I never, there was never question. Everything just fell into place and moved along. And I was, you know, even if I threw a little hiccup in things, you know, the um, Alex, a project manager would come in and say, well, this isn't in the scope or something. I mean, it was such a guided effort that kept me on track. Now, is that, you know, from your end, do you, does that benefit you, what you do? And secondly, do you find that most customers or clients, I should say, really adhere to that? I mean, they get it and they follow those, those, um, your lead or, you know, what you put in place, or is it always a constantly people going off on tangents? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, no two clients are the same, right? But we do have our processes that they're there to make things easier, both for us and for you. So everybody knows what's going on at the same time. We know where we're at. We know where we're going. And hopefully, like you said, we survive the three months or two months or whatever it is, and we get to the final product and everybody's happy. That's what we we all want. Um, and yeah, it's been it's been a great three months. And I would not say I would not use the word survive <laughs> to describe my experience. You've been a pleasure to work with. And this has been a really fun site to work on. Um, and I got to say, you know, props to Jennifer for working on the branding aspect of it that set me up to really make the site as great as it is. Yeah. And Bob, I mean, I think, you know, kind of a, as you described it and, and the idea of letting go of control, um, that is a very common um, situation we run into, right? Where, you know, you know, your audience, you know, your product or your content very well, right? Just like our clients that come to us, they know their business very well. But um, what we really try to get across is we're partners, you know, they come to us because we're experts in the field. Um, and we want to sit down at the table with them and figure out the best, you know, solution to hit and exceed their goals. And 
many times that does require, um, you know, obviously people to put a lot of trust and faith in us, but also to, to, to let go a little bit because the, the, the more challenging product projects are the ones where they don't let go and they don't listen to expert advice. And they say, great, I know that green text on a red background is terrible to read and completely unaccessible, but that's what we want. Like those are the projects that are very difficult. And, and it's, you know, and I understand it's a hard thing to do to say, Hey, look, you got to trust us. You got to let go. Cause it's your potential livelihood for a lot of people, including you, Bob. So, but that's why people come to us and other agencies like ours is because we are the experts. We understand how the web works. We understand how users will most likely work with your site and your content. And we can bring that, you know, those valuable, ideas and, and contributions to the project. So it is a very collaborative approach and the best projects are the ones that allow us to, to flex our expertise, but also do want to collaborate with us like you did, Bob. Right. Yeah. And that's a good point. You know, sometimes uh, clients can get stuck in, this is what I like. And as much as they know their business and their customers or clients, they have to remember sometimes that what they like isn't what's going to suit those customers or clients the best way online. And so that's where, yeah, we really hope that they rely on on our guidance and our knowledge and experience to, to find a bridge between the two, right? Still, we want it to be something that you like. We don't want to give you something that you absolutely hate and tell you, but we promise your clients will love it. Uh, we want it to be both, right. but there needs to be that, that trust and that collaboration. Exactly. And I'm going to I'd like to go back a little bit what Jennifer had done on the branding because she did, like, I, I'm glad you mentioned Jennifer because she did an amazing job and that's how we started out the whole project. But it's also leading up to a question for you, Christina, is that with Jennifer, I mean, I, I remember previously, even a couple months before I was going to actually, you know, I was in the spot to hire somebody, I tried to redo my logo and it was Oh man, it was like, I've lost it. You know, I used to do this for clients way back, but it's, it's obviously has um, since then dried up inside my creative brain because I just kept looking at these ideas I came up with. So when I talked to Jennifer the first time, it was an open book for me. I, I basically had no idea what I wanted, which is maybe, I don't know if that's good or bad because I was, you know, it was like colors, anything. I said, you, you come up with some ideas, you come up with some color palettes. I, I, I need something here because there was a point where even my wife was, Judy was looking at the site and she was saying, oh, I'm still getting used to the bright colors. Cause she's used to Bob and his well, kind of bland colors, I guess you could say. And it, but it, it grew on a real quick. And she, the more it was like, and then when finally the site was out, because she wasn't, I mean, I'd share stuff with her. She was like, whoa, this is so cool. But what I want to lead in with that to you about you is when I came to the development side of things, I remember, I, I remember one specific time and I'd love to have how you feel about this. When a client says something like this, you had, uh, you know, we talked a bit and I was kind of adhering to the fact that, hey, you're my audience. So I want you to bring your expertise, just as Brad was saying, you know, I, I'm trusting you. I'm, I'm here. I'm paying you because that's what you do. And this is what you know. And you shared three templates with me for the, the homepage just as a starting point. And I looked at those things over and over and I thought, 
man, what am I looking at here? You know, and I'll be honest, I would just, and I remember I came back to you and said, you tell me which is the best. You tell me which do you think is the best? And that was when I realized, I mean, I'd understood that point at the logo because I'd given Jennifer a lot of leeway, but I knew that it was like, okay, I'm trusting right. for, for um, you know, feedback on that and recommendations. So how do you feel when a customer, you know, you, you think you're expecting this, ooh, I like this, but I don't like this part. If somebody just throws back at you, you know, yeah, sure. I, I'm trusting your judgment. Usually I have an opinion already. So, <laughs> you know, I may send you three, but I already have thoughts on, on what I'm sending. Um, and I think you're not giving yourself enough credit for some of the input that you actually have given us. As much as you have been open, um, I know like even with the logo, you still gave us some ideas and some reference points that we could draw on. So you were open to whatever colors, but you had sort of a an idea of a feeling sort of that you wanted to evoke, right? Mm-hmm. And so that actually is very helpful as opposed to just, I want a logo and here you go and I'm not telling you anything about it, right? So you gave us lots of information. And if I remember correctly, with the templates, you did the same thing. You couldn't make up a decision between which one you wanted to go with, but you were able to tell me what you liked about the different ones. And so from that, I was able to pick one that I thought would be a good foundation, but know what other things to keep in mind to try to inject into it style-wise. Yeah, just to expand on that, I think, um, like you said, Bob, I think a lot of people come into the conversation thinking they have to have the right answer or have to have the full answer. Um, but, But to Christina's point, like those little bits of information we like to ask, like, what websites do you like? What, you know, what websites do you don't like? But we also like to ask, like, what features stand out about the sites you like or what features stand out, really stand out about the sites you don't like? Um, because that's really telling and it can start to point, you know, us in a certain direction to say, oh, Bob really doesn't like these type of layouts or thinks this particular feature is just overwhelming and doesn't make sense. That's that's very valuable information for us to know. So a lot of it's just having conversations and trying to extract out as much as we can. And then use that in a thoughtful way in our uh, our recommendations. So yeah, and to that point, knowing what you don't like is just as important as knowing what you do. Maybe like. even more so. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think a lot of people are shocked when we ask them, like, "What what sites do you hate, or what features do you not like, or is there something we just absolutely need to stay away from?" But it's very telling when we get those answers. So, Brad, I'm I'm, I'm just curious because I have not asked you this, and I I I know. Christina is our guest here, but I do want to ask you one question. Were you watching anything during this process? Were you, or were you pretty much hands off or, I mean, I know that you're the big guy. You're not going to be in there doing stuff, but yeah, you're the big guy. You're the big, good looking guy. So, (laughs) you know, you, you're just the face of the place. So, but seriously, I mean, did you ever during the process, check it out, kind of check in, or was it kind of your, your, your trust there, obvious with your team, is not going to, you know, you, you don't feel like you have to overlook things. But I was wondering if you were curious about the project along the way. Yeah, I definitely, um, while I wasn't at the ground level like Christina was, I definitely was keeping tabs at a high level. And, and big milestones, I was definitely, you know, reviewing things like the logo when it came through. And 
to see the different options and what direction you were leaning. Um, I didn't want to um, influence, you know, um, in any way, because ultimately this is your project. And yes, I'm a, a co-host on, on the podcast, but ultimately this is your project and your site and your community. So I, I gave my some of my thoughts behind the scenes, but by and large, I pretty much stayed away from it other than just kind of keeping tabs that things were going okay. Um, I think back to your earlier point of kind of knowing really being able to step back and understand your role, you know, I do the same at this company, right? Like my role isn't to be at the ground level. My role is to get out of the way and let the amazing people at web dev do what they do, um, like Christina and others. So it's getting the right people in the right room to make magic happen, right? That's, that's really my role. So I know I've, I've become, a, I think, I think I'm self-aware enough that I know when I need to get out of the way, <laughs> I think I may not all be fully there, but it's, I'm better at it than I used to be. Right. And, um, yeah. so I definitely keep it tabs, but certainly I wasn't really influencing anything. And, and I like seeing the progress, you know, it was fun to watch the team and you work so closely together. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the, the things I think that maybe helps too, is that it's never just, you know, that you weren't just relying on me by myself to get something done. Right. It was a team effort. We, we check in with each other, we help each other. So, you know, when Jennifer was working on the logos and the the branding and that, you know, we would have meetings as well and talk about, and I would give input. And if she got stuck on something, I might help and vice versa. When I was building out the site, I would hit her up and say, Hey, you know, I know this piece needs something right here, but I just can't put my finger on it. And she would have some brilliant idea that would, would be either the exact right thing that we needed or that would be the stepping stone to get us to that point where where we needed and and Alex as well you know like we would all talk about different things as we needed to and rely on each other and work with each other so it was I mean it was truly a group effort and that's you know one of the great things too is that we just um we help each other out and we work well together as as a team I often thought of that during the process, because I, I know I communicated in the beginning a lot with Jennifer and then with you, uh, of course, through, through the development. But I always thought of all the different little hands and arms that are getting into this and providing feedback. And I mean, you know, it, it was one of those things almost going back again to the, the streamlining of the project from my perspective, where I don't obviously, you know, know everything that's going on behind the scenes and all the little incremental parts going on and yeah, I mean, that's, again, like when you're evaluating a project like this, there's different routes you can go, right? You could hire a company like ours that is is a team of, you know, professionals that each you know person brings different, you know, value to that team in the project. You could also go the freelancer route where you hire a very talented freelancer, and then you're working more one-on-one. Um, there's, honestly, there's going to be pros and cons with both approach. I think the, the <laughs> pros really outweigh the cons from the team approach just because it is that collaborative team effort. You're getting more you know, thought leadership and expertise at that table uh, with a group, but generally the costs are going to be a little bit higher, right? Um, less risky too, when you're working with a team, if one person's out sick, you know, something personal comes up, whatever, there's a team, right? So it, the ball is going to keep moving. Mm-hmm. You work with a freelancer and this is a, a story you've heard more times than I want to admit, but you know, something comes up mid project and all of a sudden they disappear. And now you're stuck with a half finished project because you had all of your eggs in one basket. Again, I don't think a freelancer is, always a bad idea, but I think you need to weigh those pros and cons. Right. Um, and there's a lot of them on both sides, but it's, it's, it's a factor when you get into a project, you need to be thinking about that. The, what type of group or individual do you want to work with? 
Yeah. And I have that personal line to the head of the company. So I knew no matter what, I knew <laughs> where I was going to. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, the, it's going to happen. But actually, I think a couple of times I might have said to Brad, oh, cool. I got the logo done. You know, we didn't really talk a lot about it during that. And that is, again, one of the reasons I came to you is because I could have somebody do the logo there and do that, do that branding part and do the site because I really didn't want those separate because I wanted that easy transition. Hey, Bob WP here, and I'd like to take a moment to thank two of our pod friends for their support of Do The Woo. When it comes to building Woo sites for your clients, everyone has their own strengths. If you need help with your clients' conversions and revenue, the team at ModeEffect can be a part of your strategy to help your clients avoid the hassle of management and training. Partner up with ModeEffect and let them help you keep your clients running smoothly in the long run at ModeEffect.com. Wayflyer is helping WooCommerce direct-to-consumer merchants improve their cash flow to accelerate growth through revenue-based financing for their marketing and inventory needs. Now, whether it's for you or your clients, signing up is free. An offer will be delivered in a matter of hours and one fee keeps it simple. They're the only trusted funding partner on the WooCommerce marketplace and are featured over there in the Grow Your Business collection. So if you are looking to help yourself or your client with your store's marketing and inventory financial cash flow, just head on over to wayflyer.com. And now let's head back to the show. Wanted to talk about the uh, the final stages where you're proofing and everything. And my good friend Vito over at Aterum, I th- believe that's how you pronounce it, Vito. If you're listening, I'm sure he will be listening. But if I've just butchered it, um, you can correct me. Um, that's A T A R I M. Uh, this is your client feedback process, and I'll I'll just put in a little again a little bit of background. I remember checking it out when it was WP feedback, uh, Vito had me go in and play around with it. And I thought, wow, this is cool. You know, of course I was out of design or anything at that time. And I always said, well, this would be pretty slick to have with a client. And that's all, you know, that that's pretty much where it began and where it ended for me. I'd never experienced as a user or actually using it from that perspective before I get into even, you know, how I felt about it or, you know, how it worked for me what has that brought to the table for you, Christina, as far as the process and that, you know, that latter part of the process? Yeah, it it really helps pinpoint where you might be talking about on a site. So once the site is essentially built and, and ready to go, of course, we want you to be able to look at it, make sure it's doing what you want and that we didn't miss anything, right? So when you're going through there and looking at it, if you have to write down in a note somewhere and say, you know, on this page, three quarters of the way down, two sentences into this paragraph, can you put a period here? That is really cumbersome. And so the great thing with the the Atterim tool, and again, sorry, Vito, I'm probably butchering it as well, um, is that you can click on the page exactly where you want us to make an edit make a change, fix something, whatever the case may be. And in there, type a quick note that you can just say, 
put a period here and it makes sense. And then we can talk about it. If, you know, if it's something more complicated, we have the ability to talk back and forth about it. Um, there's a couple of different options. One of the things I really like is that it automatically grabs what uh, screen resolution you're using and what browser you're using. So if you're seeing something and we're not seeing it, we can check and troubleshoot in the proper browser, which is really helpful. So yeah, it provides us a lot more uh, pinpointed and targeted feedback. Right. Brad, what was your, you know, obviously you decided to start using it at some point. Was, was it an easy sell for you when the product, I mean, when you actually did start using it? Yes. Short <laughs> answer. I mean, there's, you know, so we started using it back when it was WP Feedback, and then they rebranded I th- last year. I don't, I don't remember the exact timing that they rebranded, but to add them. Um, there are other tools out there that do this just in general, not WordPress specific. But one, we like to support WordPress companies. And two, it's this is laser focused on WordPress, right? So um, which is another bonus. It's kind of like using managed WordPress hosting, right? Like it's going to be, it's just going to work better, um, for WordPress. So yeah, I mean, anytime you get that feedback, like Christina said, real time, very pinpointed, exactly what you want. You've just saved how much back and forth, you know, it's like, it's like scheduling phone calls and using something like Calendly versus, versus, you know, listing out five different times you're available next week and hoping one of them works. And if they're not, then there's just back and forth that, you know, like it just automates what, you know, it, it just streamlines the process, I guess, makes it very easy on the user, the client, you, Bob, you can go on there, you're on the website, you just click, type a comment, click, type a comment, and very easy for the team to go through and say, hey, Bob added five things on this page, let's go through and see what we got and just work through those changes, add comments back, all in real time. So um, yeah, I mean, if you're doing any type of, uh, you know, site development where the client is going to be having some type of QA, which is probably every site <laughs> being developed out there. A tool like Adderab is is ultimately just gonna it's gonna save you and your client so much time, um, which ultimately ends up saving money, right? So it just makes the process smoother and easier. Yeah, for me as a user, even though you know, I mean, I get it, and I'm thinking back when I was doing design, and you know, somebody send me a screenshot and have a big red use some red you know tool to draw a circle around that period that Christina was talking about that I couldn't find or whatever once i started using it, it it came all back to me okay i remember this tool but now using it it's like i'm not looking at oh this is a great all these features this is like i'm just being able to do this quick and easy and that like you said that back and forth it was kind of funny though i got to a point where i was you know, I, I don't feel like I had to, you know, spend a lot of time on any of those. I would do something, Christina would fix it. I'd say, cool. You know, I kept saying, great, cool. And then I started thinking, well, you know, I'm saying all these kind of weird, you know, so I started closing them myself. Yeah. And Christina said, oh, I see you're, and I, I said, oh, I'm sorry. I probably shouldn't have done that because I just felt, felt natural. It's like, okay, I'm done. Yeah, Bye let's get rid of this one. And so I, I kind of took that on, which may have been good or bad, but um, <laughs> it was fine. We just like to try to, you know, not everybody is as comfortable going in and closing them and switching mm. priorities or statuses. So we try to take care of that Yeah, for most people. But yeah, when you're comfortable and, you know, you knew what you were doing and they were usually the, the smaller fixes that it didn't need a whole lot of yeah. back and forth. It just made sense yeah. and it was 
totally yeah. fine that you're crushing. Yeah, that. it felt. It actually felt. You're a, you're a power user, Bob. You're a power. Yeah, user. it felt really yeah. cool. It was like, wow, this is great. You know, I'm done with this. Okay, you did it. Thank you. Bye. They're like, wow, Bob loaded 20 QA tasks, and Bob completed 19 of those tasks. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bob. You're a great yeah, client. Yeah, you start doing the work for us too. That would be great. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, I, I, I don't know if I really touched on this. I, I think I mentioned it. Was there anywhere along the line as you're building out this site that you kind of wore that hat that, you know, maybe, you know, you're not going to um, specialize in WooCommerce or anything, but that this was a site for developers and stuff. And did any of that play into any of your decisions or was it just kind of a natural, you know, okay, I, I know the direction of this naturally just to make this right for the user. And it didn't really matter that, you know, I have the brain of a developer or a designer. Yeah. I don't know that it mattered too much. Obviously being in that position, it meant that my thoughts may be did count a little bit more not not obviously that they don't count but I just I knew because I was also the target audience that I was speaking from a place of experience but also from a place of of being that target right but for the most part this project it really went I think really smoothly I think you know we had the brand set up and we we started you know with the homepage. And we got a few things established. And then it's just a matter of consistency, right? We always talk about consistency when we're building websites. You know, you want certain things in certain places. People are used to to contact buttons and, and that kind of thing in certain ways. But can, so to build that consistency of appearance and, you know, we've built something that looks like this. So when we go to this page, let's not build something that looks totally different. It should resonate at least somehow with something else we've already done so everywhere you go on the site there's there's nothing that's just brand new and just doesn't fit right it's all it's all consistent and the other thing that i really tried to keep in mind was the functionality because i know that you know you've got the, the podcast and you've got the news and the, the profiles and the friends and there were all of these different pieces and we wanted to make sure that we were giving you the best and easiest and most future-proof way of having those things function. And if there was anything that we could do to automate something that you were doing manually, we wanted to do that as well. Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. It's a great question because this isn't, it's not often we work on a site geared towards developers. I think we have a little bit in the past with some of the Microsoft work we've done, but that's not typical, right? Um, so. Uh, it is it is interesting, like Christina said, she's she's your audience. You know, the team it was your audience that was building the site, but it also goes back to just understanding content and goals of that content, right? And be able to, you know, like Christina said, you have a couple of different, you know, um, spots of content. You have the news, you have the podcast, you have the profiles, you know, they have friends. So it's how do we lay that out so it makes sense? It's, you know, it, it's easy to navigate. It's not like, you know, 50. 50 different categories of content in your menu and nobody really knows what's what or why things are different. So it's, it's that organization of it too. And just understanding the goals of what you're trying to do, which is allow people to find different bits of content. Those are where the similarities line up with 
anybody we're building a site for, right? Is let's talk about your content, what the goals are, and what you're trying to get people to do. Um, and then we can start kind of homing in on that. Like you have calls to action to listen to the podcast or to become a friend, you know, so, um, or check out the show notes and on the blog. So there's just, you know, there's a, there's a lot of overlap, even though it was developer focused, right? Cause it is a content site. It's a media site. Yeah. And one of the things I, and I, I, I could speak to anybody that's going to go through a project like this is what I've found out is through the experience giving you and and you kind of went back to it with some of the other we talked about the layouts and stuff is giving you enough information of what I want to do but not giving you too much information and what i mean by that is there was there was a lot of things that you knew were the right things to do and they might be little touches hey we'll make this a button we'll make this call to action but then there were bigger things around the sponsorships the um the friends profiles these other pieces i have that I had this conceptual idea and this is kind of what I do and to have a company or an agency or whoever is working on your site to take the initiative, like you said, to go beyond. And this is what you've done a lot of times is she, she would come back. Christine would say, okay, well we we've done this part and now you can automatically load this in here and do something. And I'm just like, you know, I don't want to swear on here, but it's like, whoa, you know, it, I, it was like, wow, you just saved me a ton of time. This was nothing we really talked about, but you, you somehow through um, metamorphosis understood <laughs> that I can make it easier by doing this. So there was a lot of things that fell into place that I had. Maybe I, I could sit down and think about and say, oh, in my perfect world, I wish it would do this and this and this. But giving you that general idea and these are the functionalities, the extra step that Christina would always take and come back with some functionality that was almost an extension of what I wanted that I hadn't expected and was a very cool surprise. It was like, wow, you mean I can do this now? You know, I was cutting and pasting all this time and now I can do this. You need that mind blown gif, right? Yeah. 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 And again, you helped with that in, first of all, how the site, all the content you had on the site, right? So I was able to look and go, okay, this is all, all of the things that we need. And so then I could visualize what's the best way to make all of these happen again and make it easy. But then if there was something new that you wanted or just something that was a bit different, you you would tell me what you wanted. And sometimes it wouldn't be exactly, I would have a different idea. But because you told me what you wanted and why you wanted it, so sort of like what the end goal was, that allowed me to make sure that we were using hopefully the best solution. And then when I would, and you might not, because again, we have the expertise and the knowledge. You may not know all of the options that are out there for you. But if you tell me what you're trying to achieve, then I can go through my catalog of options and say, oh, this is the one that I think would actually do all of these things that you want to do. We could do it this way, but there might be this, this, and this. And so usually, yeah, when I, you know, you would tell me what you were trying to do and I would give you um, a different option and you would say, yeah, that's great because you had told me the end goal. Yeah. But it's an art of extraction that Christina has. I'm sure a lot of your 
team members do, but it was, it, it really impressed me because, and you know, it was like, I hadn't specifically thought of that particular piece and suddenly it's, you know, it's doing this little magic thing. And I, beyond that is doing it at that point, I don't really care. It's doing it now and it's wonderful. So, you know, let's move on type of thing. So that's the beautiful thing about WordPress and configure it in a way is that it like enter, enter something once and it just needs to go where it needs to go. And there's some different options to get it to different places, but you know, you shouldn't have to do stuff. Like you said, copy and paste from here to there. Like, and I've built podcast websites for myself, just, you know, hacking away at it. And it is, <laughs> you know, you need a lot of different things to happen when you publish an episode or when you put a piece of content somewhere. So being able to help automate some of that and just seeing those connecting those dots of where they, they could exist. I mean, that's something the team's brilliant at because, and it's not always clear on day one. Some of that stuff is just, you know, organically comes up mid project, like, oh, we got these two sections, a little bit of, you know, magic here. And and we've just saved them two steps every time they publish a podcast, you know, so um, really cool to see that come together in the end. Yeah. It's interesting because as many times as I built my own site and after this process, it's like, I never want to go back to doing that again. But I, I've learned to, what WordPress can do even more so going through this process and anything I've done, just, you know, talking about plugins, talking to people about plugins and stuff. And just to give everybody example, um, we're using the Astra theme and um, Beaver Builder. And I used Beaver Builder years ago. And I was telling Christine before the show that amazingly I'm going in there and it's like, oh yeah, I remember this now. Yeah, this is how I do it. It's a different workflow for me in some instances, but it's like, Cool. Okay. Yeah. It's really coming back a lot of it, which I'm sure they've done a lot of improvements over the years, but at the same time, the basics are there and it's been, it's been pretty cool just getting in there and, and, oh, I can discover this. I can figure out this. Hopefully, you know, I've, I've had a couple weird things go on and I've talked to Christine about it. And sometimes I think it's just me, you know, it's like, wow, I've never seen that happen or something, or that sounds really strange. And yeah, yeah, well, I'm always going to find the strange things. But <laughs> but anyway, it's it's been an amazing uh, three months and two months with you, Christina. Uh, and the feedback has been incredible, like I said. Uh, even somebody that I know that is in to, um, heavy into UI commented back to me on Twitter and said, fantastic site, looks wonderful. And so that was, you know, I mean, there's different people. I know kind of what their expertise is or what they are looking at when they look at it. And I'm getting all these different kudos in different pieces of the site and how it functions. So, so it's been really cool. Um, yeah, well, we could talk forever and, um, I'm, I'm sure you have other sites to build and you have all those tickets <laughs> that I've been putting into Christina. She's got a bunch of Bob tickets still here going on, but, uh, yeah, it's been. Bob tickets are my favorite <laughs> yeah. part of the day. I have to say. <laughs> Well, if I can bring a little pleasure to your life, that's, I guess that's all that matters. So Christina, where can people connect with you? Uh, you know, where's a, where's a good place for them to connect? The best place is on Twitter. Um, it's Amethyst Answers and that's A-M-E-T-H-Y-S-T-A-N-S-W-E-R. Um, that's usually the best place to find me. Cool. Well, I'm just going to do one more shout out to both the two of you. This has been an incredible, you know, I didn't bring you on to give you 
constant kudos, but I know Brad lives for those I things, like but I'll, <laughs> yep. But, but it is, I've, um, I've had an incredible experience. It's been great. I'm so happy with the end product and, uh, yeah, you've made it a, a real, it's been a learning experience and, and, and I've enjoyed it along the way too. So, um, thanks to you both for doing that and Brad. So why don't you go ahead and, um, give us one little last closeout and we will, we will call it a wrap. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Bob, for putting your trust in us. And if anyone's interested, they can check out maintain.com with two ins or webdevstudios.com. Be happy to talk to them about their projects, how we can help. Um, but for Bob and myself, this is another great episode of Do the Woo, number 164. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll catch you on the next one. Hey, everyone. Thanks again for tuning in to today's show. I'd like to give one more shout out to our DuPod friends. Looking for that partner to help you with your client's WooShop's performance? Consider reaching out to ModeEffect.com. And if your clients are looking for cash flow assistance with their marketing or inventory, make sure and send them to WaveFlyer.com. Of course, you can always stay on top of our episodes by subscribing to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your own favorite podcast app. So until next time, keep on doing the woo.